Hi everyone, it's Miss Danielle and welcome back to the RHC Kids podcast, the podcast that is for kids from RHC Kids, where we talk about the big questions and the big stories from the Bible that all point us towards the biggest story of all, how God loved his people enough to send Jesus to save us from our sins and bring us back to him. So in yesterday's episode, as we've been walking through Hebrews chapter 11, we talked about Enoch. And Enoch's story in the grand scheme of scripture is relatively short. I mean, after all, we only looked at about six verses yesterday. But the cool thing is that none of scripture is there by accident. All of scripture is there for a purpose. And it's to glorify God and to teach us more about God and who he is. And so that's why yesterday we set out to answer the question, who is Enoch? By studying Enoch's story, again, we can learn more about God and who he is and we can glorify him. But ultimately, what we know about Enoch is only a little. What we learned is that Enoch, because of his faith, was commended as righteous, and he was taken up so that he didn't die a physical death like we know it. And this teaches us several things. First, it shows us that Enoch walked with God. Enoch had a close personal relationship with God that was grown over time. And that's the type of relationship that God wants to have with us. Second, we see that God is the same across all of Scripture. We often talk about God having power over death in the context of the New Testament, but we see it here in the Old Testament as well. God has that power too. So it's important for us to know and to recognize that God is the same forever. Then last, the author of Hebrews reminds us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Enoch's faith is what pleased God, not his perfect behavior or keeping rules or laws of some type or some type of checklist, because we know no one can keep those things perfectly. But Enoch's faith is what pleased God, his trust in the promises of God. So today we're going to move on in Hebrews 11, and we're going to pick up in verse 7. Today we're going to be talking about Noah. Now, Noah's story is one that's probably more familiar to us, especially if you've been around church for a while. But if you haven't, that's okay. We're going to hear the story today. And what's even better is that Noah's story has much to teach us. So it's not just an exciting story full of wild things happening. It's a lesson and it helps us learn more about God. So if we look at Hebrews 11, verse 7 has this to say about Noah. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So without even hearing all of Noah's story, this verse tells us much. It tells us that Noah built an ark, or like a boat, out of faith. And Noah's faith led him to action, and that action led to the saving of his family. It also tells us that by doing this, Noah condemned the world, or he showed the rest of the world to be sinful, whereas his own faith was counted to him as righteousness, or it gave him a right standing before God. So that brings us to a good question. Why did God save Noah and his family, but no one else? So for this, we need to go back and we need to hear the story of Noah from the book of Genesis. So we pick up in Genesis 6 after the genealogy in chapter 5. And Genesis 6 goes on to tell us this. The earth was corrupt. People didn't love God. They were far from him. So God decided to have a fresh start. He was going to wipe the earth clean in a flood and start humanity over again with Noah and his family. 
Noah was going to be like a new type of Adam. So Noah was going to be given dominion over the earth and Noah was going to be spared from God's flood and from God's judgment. Now, keep in mind, this is only three chapters after the fall. So three chapters after the very first sin. And what we know from the first sin is that a sinful people cannot be with a perfect God. We can have a relationship with God, certainly, but because of sin, that relationship is broken. But we also know that God still loves his broken, messed up, sinful people. So while God is going to punish sin here, God is also going to provide a way for his people, the ones who called and have faith in him. God is going to provide a way for them to be saved. So we know from Genesis that Noah was also a righteous man. He had a right standing before God. Noah still sinned, but he had faith in God and his promises. So God told Noah about his plan, and he gave Noah a very specific set of instructions. God told Noah to build an ark, a boat that would be big enough to hold Noah, his family, and two of every kind of animal. And so what did Noah do? Noah did all that God commanded. So Noah built, and he built, and he built. He built the ark to the exact specifications that God commanded. And then one day, the ark was finished. Noah had built the ark. And then God told Noah to put his family and the animals on the ark because in seven days, it would rain and it wouldn't stop. Not for 40 days. And so what did Noah do? Noah did what God asked. He took all the animals and his family and he got on the ark. And Noah waited and he waited and he waited. Can you imagine waiting for something to happen for seven days? They're just sitting in this ark with all of these animals and nothing's happening. They're just sitting and waiting for God to keep his promises. But that's what Noah did. He had faith in God. He trusted that God would do what he said. So he waited. And then seven days later, it began to rain. And it rained and it rained and it rained and it rained some more. Everything was flooded. What God had promised came true. And that flood lasted for 150 days. That's about five months. And things must have been pretty scary in that ark. After all, there was enough water outside to cover entire mountains. How were they ever going to be able to go back to life on dry land? Had God forgotten about Noah and his promise? No. God remembered Noah and the promise he had made to save Noah and his family and creation from the flood. So Noah began sending out birds, first a raven and then a dove to look for dry land. Day after day, they went in and out. Day after day, in and out of the ark. And so Noah waited and he waited and he waited some more. And then one day, something was different. The dove came back with an olive leaf. That means there's life out there on solid land somewhere. There was hope. And so Noah continues to send the dove out day after day, in and out. And seven days later, that dove didn't come back at all. It didn't need to. It had found a new home. So what did Noah do then? Do you think he jumped out of the ark and swam until he could find a patch of dry land? Nope. Noah waited again. He waited for the earth to dry and for God to tell him that the time was right to go outside. And then when God gave the word, 
everyone left the ark. But God wasn't finished with Noah yet. God made a covenant with Noah. Now, a covenant is like a promise, a very special, serious promise. After they landed and Noah made a sacrifice to worship God for all that he had done, because remember, God had saved Noah and his family. He didn't have to, but he did. So Noah sacrificed and he's worshiping God. And God makes this covenant, this promise with Noah. And God promised to never again curse the earth or to wipe out all living things like that again. There would be no more floods that covered the world. And so as a reminder, God gave Noah the rainbow. And we still have that today. It's a sign of God's covenant with Noah. A covenant that's still true for us today. A promise that still holds for us today. So what does the story of Noah teach us? Well, it teaches us a lot. From it, we learn that God will punish sin, but God will still save the people who have faith in him. The earth was corrupt and people were sinful and they were far from God and God was right to punish sin. But God provided an ark to save Noah and his family and all of the animals of God's creation. In a better way, God provided an ark for us too. Not a boat to save us from a literal flood because God promised he would never flood the earth again. But God provided Jesus, his perfect son, to save us from sin. Jesus saves us from God's just and right punishment just like the ark saved Noah and his family from God's punishment of sin. So when we trust in Jesus and when we have faith in what he's done, we aren't swept away by the flood of judgment. God looks at us and only sees Christ. We also learn that God will keep his promises, even if it isn't always in the way or in the timeline that we expect. How many times from our story today did Noah have to wait and just trust God and his word? So many times, Noah built an ark, trusting God to keep his promise that the earth would flood and he would judge sin. Noah had to wait and trust in God in, while he was in the ark before the rain even started. Noah had to trust that the rain would stop. Noah had to trust that the waters would recede and they would be able to land again. But God kept his promise every time. The Bible tells us that God remembered Noah on the ark. God didn't just put them there and forget about them and tell them to figure out the rest by saying, you know what? I saved you. I told you what was coming. You guys figure it out. God didn't do that. God remembered Noah and was with him through all of the waiting. God did exactly what he said he would do. And last, we see that God's promises hold true for us today, too. We see that in God's covenant with Noah to not flood the earth again. God made that promise to Noah, but he has kept it still. We still have flooding. There are still terrible tragedies that occur because of sin. But God has kept his promise to not flood the entire earth and wipe things out and just start over. It shows us that we can trust in God's other promises too. And that we don't have to be afraid even in uncertain times. God has promised to be with us. He didn't forget about Noah or Enoch, or Abel, or Cain, or Adam and Eve, or anyone else that we've talked about so far or are going to talk about. It may not be perfect like it was in the garden, but God has promised from the beginning to heal the brokenness of sin and to bring us back to himself. And we know that God keeps his promises. We can have faith 
and we can trust and we can rest in that. So that's what we have for Noah today from Hebrews 11. Um, take some time over the next day or so and go back and read the entire story of Noah in Genesis. It takes place over chapters 6, 7, 8, and 9. So go back and read those. Think through um, what those passages have to teach us about God, what those passages have to teach us about people, what type of commands are in those passages for the people that are in those passages, but also commands for us to follow. And then what are the promises that God gives his people? We talked and we answered a lot of those questions today, but there's still more to learn and more more to see in Noah than we have time to, to dive into here today. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope to um, have you tune in again soon. Um, as we continue to walk through Hebrews 11, next time we're going to be talking about Abraham and Sarah, and we're going to be talking about another promise and some people who had to do some waiting in that case too, um, and what that has to teach us about God's promises and what we should do um, in the waiting. So I hope you'll tune in for that. In the meantime, be kind. Show the love of Jesus to your family, to your friends, to whomever you meet today. I am praying for you always. I miss you terribly, and I love you very much. And I cannot wait to have you tune in again soon. Bye.